0: destination wedding I would definitely advise brides at least a year notice just for travel plans for people just it's it's a lot of organizing especially when it's not in the place that you are so it was a year and a half um total time process of planning I guess
1: episode the you and me podcast is brought to you by the bridal journey and wonderlust creative this episode spotlights a gorgeous real bride and the process she has undertaken to plan her dream wedding i'm laura from wonderlust creative a bespoke wedding and event planning company that specializes in creating unique and personal events and i am joined as always by andy owner of the bridal journey a premium wedding blog and research platform the best go-to for all your wedding inspiration Today on the show we have the ever-gorgeous Melody Lee, who married her beau Chris in a romantic Spanish celebration posted inside a preserved 12th century monastery. So here she is, let's dive on in.
2: Alright, thanks um for joining us today, Melody. Um, I have posted your photos on the bridal journey Instagram um, before and Um, Your Spanish, your wedding in Spain has um, done amazing on the Instagram. So I'm sure our audience will really look forward to um, hearing all about your wedding.
0: So we're really looking forward to um, interviewing you today. Awesome. Thank you so much. I'm really happy to be here. And I'm so glad that you guys are getting a positive response on the photos. And it's really special to know that people, yeah, they like how it went because it was the best day of my life for sure. (laughs)
3: Give us a bit of a background. Tell us a little bit about yourself. what you are are doing now, whereabouts you are residing?
0: Yeah, so um, I'm originally from Adelaide and then um, I started modelling when I was like 14 and then at 18 I decided I wanted to go to Melbourne, spent five years there and then wanted to move more internationally, Um, travelled around a bit and ended up in Miami and then I met my now husband there in like my second week there um and then stayed seven years later I'm still there <laughs> <laughs> wow how did
2: you um meet your partner
0: um it, it was totally unexpected it was like a, a girl that I was living with at the time was kind of dating one of his friends and my husband had like season tickets to uh, the Miami Heat basketball game and she was like oh do you want to go to a basketball game and I was like oh I've never been And she's like okay cool like we're just I'm going with a friend And then, uh, yeah, like it wasn't a set up thing, but we randomly met and it was, yeah, changed my life forever, for sure.
2: Was it love at first sight? Did you kind of like have sparks straight away or was like something that grew on you?
0: You know what? Like the first night I wasn't, I wasn't looking for something. I was not like going there going, oh, I want to meet someone. It wasn't that situation at all. I was just going to meet new people and have fun. So I wasn't looking at him in that way. But he definitely captivated me because he has been blessed with the gift of the gab. He can talk his way in and out of any situation. And I just had such a fun time with him talking. Um, And so I didn't think of him in that way until like the second time that we met up after we hung out that initial time, he wanted to see me again. And then suddenly, like when he picked me up, I was like, oh, hang on. Like, I'm really attracted to you too, not just your personality. So (laughs) it was really fun.
2: Oh, it always happens like that, doesn't it? The most unexpected time and place. Like I'm sure you're kind of going, you know, living in Miami to, you know, kickstart your, you know, <laughs> or keep your career and have fun mm-hmm. with friends. And-
0: yeah, unexpected. I feel like that's those are the best stories sometimes. And anytime you're looking for something, like it doesn't doesn't necessarily happen the way you plan it. So you just got to go with the flow and see what opportunities left throws You, I feel for sure. Lovely. Yeah.
3: It, and that's it so it was a chance meeting with him and then yeah, that was just only two weeks did you say into in Miami and how long how long did it take before you guys got together and how long did you date before he decided that if he did drop the knee
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah so yeah so I had like luckily for me like I, I went there to work so I had a work visa um, for three years so it wasn't like a 90 day fiance situation I wasn't rushed into making any rush decisions I had time but from that initial week where we decided like oh my gosh we really like each other I swear it was the next week that we were like let's elope and get married and we literally were looking up how to get married two weeks into knowing each other we said I love you at two weeks and then uh, it was all a lot at once. And then I had to go home after being there for six weeks. And so it was perfect timing. So I went home for Christmas and then he goes, well, I'm going to buy your flight back as like, you know, Christmas present, come back and like move in with me. And so I did. And then we decided to like slow it down a little bit because <laughs> we really were like obsessed, wanted to run away, have the fairy tale. But then we thought, you know, this if this is real, you know, we can wait a little bit and, and give our families the chance to get to know each other and fall in love with each other as well, um, which did happen. And so we dated for, I think it was like a, a year and a half or two years before we got engaged. And then we um, were engaged for a year and a half. Um, then before we got married.
3: Oh my gosh.
0: Yeah. a well, <laughs>
3: Yeah, it's a whirlwind, but you know, it's a good one. And you said, you know, you slowed it all down and kind of took stock and right. tried to you know, settle a little bit until you could figure out if this was it. But I think you just know, right? Like, you know, you said when you first saw him it was you just knew. And that's yeah. really special. How did how did he propose?
0: Um, yeah, so Like We met in uh, November and then I moved back in January and we went on a trip to Japan Like three months into me moving there in uh, March. Um, And he was like, because we'd been talking about getting married for so long, he's like, oh, I mean, initially he was like, oh, let's get engaged in Japan. This is still like three months in. And I was like, oh, okay. He goes, yeah, I'm going to propose in Japan. Go to Japan, have this whole fun trip. Nothing. No proposal. Get back. And I'm like, oh, what? I guess Matt, you didn't really have time to get a ring. It did seem pretty soon. And then we kind of brushed over it. And then we got back on with normal life. And I'm like, wait, is that still happening? And I don't think he realized it at the time that you can't just tell a girl you gotta <laughs> propose to her and not do it. And then then we slowed things down, talked about family, planned our life a little more. And then when we did get engaged out of the blue, he was like, Yeah, so I'm planning a trip to Japan. Um, in a few months I was like okay so it turned out that he did end up proposing to me in Japan so he didn't lie he didn't lie the initial time Uh, it just wasn't that trip to Japan so he planned another trip and um, we were in Kyoto and it was cherry blossom season and we were visiting uh, temples and it was the prettiest place ever and yeah that was a moment that he finally got his moment that he had envisioned I guess before.
2: Sounds like a fairy tale.
0: <laughs> it was awesome, yeah. so,
2: story so far. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so he proposed and then how long did it kind of, you know, between the proposal and the wedding, like, you know, how long was the planning process in between that?
0: Yeah, so um, I think one big thing for us was because we lived on different sides of the world, like it was going to have to be a destination wedding no matter what, whether it was for my family or his family. And so we thought, okay, like, let's not rush this. Like if we're saying yes to forever and the rest of our lives, like we're the ones putting the time limit and the pressure on ourselves. So we decided to like take it easy. It was like, I think three months we took to decide before we started planning just to enjoy the engagement and not to feel stressed. Like, oh, we're in work mode. We just enjoyed that kind of engagement bubble type of thing and then it was a year and a half until we got married so for a destination wedding I would definitely advise brides at least a year notice um, just for travel plans for people just it's it's a lot of organizing especially when it's not in the place that you are so it was a year and a half um, total time process of planning I guess.
3: Absolutely and so you obviously mentioned you had an overseas wedding Mm Did you go about organizing that did you have a planner on the ground there or did you do it all yourself
0: you know what we were so lucky so my husband's um family is cuban-american but they um his heritage like he had his grandparents great-grandparents were born in spain so we did it in spain and luckily they all speak Spanish. Mine is very limited. And they had a family friend um in the area where we were wanting to get married. And she was such a lifesaver. She'd never actually planned a wedding before, but she was like, I'm up to this task. I'm gonna help you out. Like I want to do this as a gift to you. And and obviously like we paid her for this services anyway. And she was absolutely amazing. Hands-on, bargaining with all the vendors, communicating with us, and she was my definitely um, my confidence in that time and translating everything for me. So um, having a person that you trust, having a person that you can easily communicate with and that gets back to you quickly and somebody with bargaining skills where you feel like they're not trying to make extra money off you, that's like a few huge tips that I would say when it comes to finding a planner or somebody to help um, with destination weddings.
3: Amazing. So had you... Was it an easy decision to get married where you did? Um, did you know that this is where you were wanting to um, wanting to yeah. get married?
0: Yeah. Um, no, it wasn't. Well, we, we went on vacation there um, like earlier when we were dating. We went to this part of Spain. Uh, we love wines and we love Spanish food. So we were just on, on a vacation there, a summer vacation, and we weren't engaged at the time. And I was like, oh imagine getting married here. This place is insane. And he was like, yeah, wow, I wish or something like that. And then when we did get engaged, um, we are so lucky that my husband's parents were generous enough to pretty much look after the whole wedding process. And so he was kind of like asking them what they were okay doing and, what, and we really worked with them to see where they wanted to do it. And they were all for doing um, like, an overseas wedding and 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 creating a special place for people and we were between three locations it was that place in Spain which um and a place in the Dominican Republic and then a place in Mexico called San Miguel de Allende, which is a super cute little town and they all had very similar vibes with um the buildings but um my parents-in-law went to visit the uh, venue before we decided to go with that venue so we're super lucky that they happened to be in Spain before the wedding um before we even planned the wedding and they kind of like approved it and we're like we love this place you have to do it here so we got that tick of approval and they loved it as much as we did which was a really big reassurance
3: just looking at your photos as well like the architecture in that
0: space
3: is incredible
0: yeah so cool oh,
3: the
2: 12th wow. century isn't
0: it yeah it was actually like uh, an old monastery, yeah. It's, it felt very much like a castle, and um, you just don't get that type of architecture in Australia. Um, so it was really cool to to do it somewhere in just such a pretty and beautiful backdrop. And did all your guests stay at the venue? So we actually had way more people come than we thought, and so not everybody could fit at the hotel. So we did know before people started booking, they wouldn't. So we had um, three other hotels that people could stay at, um, the core hotel that we were at, and then another one down the road that was very similar as well. And we tried to give people a range of options of budgets in different places because we knew that they were spending a lot of money to fly all the way there, anyway. So we wanted to make it comfortable and have options for our people um, and guests to choose from.
2: So you must have had a fairly large, because I'm just looking at the venue website now, and it says they've got 79 rooms. Yeah, <laughs> and yeah. a large wedding.
0: We well, we initially. I mean, it, I feel like it always grows. Like that's one thing I would always. But then if you do destination, not as many people come. So you just, it's really, it's a difficult thing to know who to invite who not. And we ended up having 250 people invited and then 160 people came. So, um, yeah, but it felt like a good size, like 160 really felt like over the three nights that we did, we did three different, um, celebrations, three different little venues, and um, yeah, we got to see everyone and enjoy them. And by the time it was a wedding day, it said hi to everyone. And I could just enjoy the day having fun and being in the moment and not having to do my hi, how are you? Thank you for coming situation. So that's one thing I really loved as well.
2: Lovely. And so you went for this kind of romantic look for your wedding venue, but your dress was also um made um in from a Melbourne designer and a, Anna Campbell, You've known for yeah. her kind of romantic, you know, um mm-hmm. fabrics as well. So tell us a little bit more about why you decided to go with a Melbourne designer.
0: Yeah, so um I, I love Anna. She's honestly so amazing to work with and so I had lived in Melbourne for um five years before I moved to Miami and Anna had been a client of mine. that had worked with modelling for her for years. Um, I actually did one of her first ever runway shows before she was even doing bridal. When she did um, bridesmaids dresses and party dresses, so I really saw the evolution of her um, as an artist and as a as a designer. And then I'd done a bunch of shoots with her for, I think um, it was with Lost in Love Photography, and there were editorials just when Pinterest was kind of starting out and those photos went so viral on Pinterest as far as like wedding pins. And that was really when brides were using Pinterest to like create mood boards and stuff. So I, I had seen that go viral with Anna. I'd spent a lot of time with Anna and I was like, Oh, like it would be so nice to do something with somebody I knew. And I felt comfortable trusting. So, um, uh, she had been coming to New York for when I was living in America, she was coming to New York for New York bridal market every October. And I was modeling for her there too um during uh before and during my engagement and it was during one of um those work sessions that she kind of said to me like look I know you're engaged right now I don't know if you've thought about your dress but I would love to create something for you I'd love to gift you something because I've worked with you for so long and I was like that is such a dream I can't believe it <laughs> and um Yeah, we we cried and we had a bit of a moment and uh, it was that week in New York that we actually decided to design my dress and my ceremony dress was um, a one-off design that we kind of created together and then she also did a reception dress for me that was an off-the-rack option as well. So that was super special and uh, yeah, an experience for sure that I'll never forget.
3: That's incredible.
0: So did you have to fly back to Melbourne
2: when you were or were you staying in Melbourne at the time? Like, how did that work if you're living in Miami? Yeah.
0: Um. For You mean for dress fittings? Yeah. yeah. So we did, like, luckily I was there for New York Market and I was, like, the sample size of her um, dresses that we were showing, like, the collection to clients. So she took all my measurements, like, there when she was in New York. We um, took photos of what skirt I wanted to do, what top and bodice, and how we wanted to kind of put it together. So she had, it like, an estimate of how... Um, my sizing and fitting was. And then I did come back to Australia twice before I got married during my engagement and had an extra fitting with her. And it was really nice because my mom flew up from Adelaide and um, she shared that special moment with me as well, because I was alone in New York with Anna when I decided what dresses I wanted. So I didn't really have, you know, the typical or the bridesmaids and the mom there. So it was nice that my mom could come to the fittings. And I think we did We did two fittings, yeah, two fittings in Melbourne before we did like the final fitting and yeah, everything was perfect from there and I, yeah, I took my dresses home. (laughs) So it was a really nice experience for sure.
3: It's really beautiful. And was it a two-piece or did the bodice and skirt combine and make a dress?
0: Yeah, so funnily enough, um, it was actually the underlay of one of her dresses and I go, this boning is really pretty on its own. And I always thought that I wanted like a huge ball gown with lots of chew and embellishment and and so much more. And it was funny. I kept trying on Anna's dresses, which were like just the, the bust of my dress. And then she had like an overlay of heavy embellishment. And so I'd keep the same bottom of the dress on and put the different embellishments on to show the clients. And then as I was changing, I'm like, this is so pretty on its own. Like, I wish it could be its own dress. And that was the moment she said, oh, well we can do that for you. And and that's actually how we created the dress. So it was actually meant to be the underlayer of a dress. And then we added like an extra layer to the skirt. So the skirt was extra puffy um, and just kept the boning um, as it was. So I kind of like created my own thing and I just felt so, I felt really simple and elegant and timeless. Like I just felt like me and I definitely had that moment and didn't feel like I needed to go over the top with with something else that I thought I wanted, it's just you really do have that moment. You really do have a moment when you know you found your dress, and yeah, it was a dress, so it was connected.
3: It was connected, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. It's like, it's like meeting your partner, isn't it? You know when you've met the one, or when you have yeah. on the one and you put it on, and it is, yeah. It's just that because you you wear it for so many hours of that day, you've got to put it on, and you've got to be able to, you know, feel super comfortable in it mm-hmm. and super and and just be able to be like, Yeah, this is you know if there's any doubt you can do it, yeah, having a friend like Anna to be able to um do this with as the designer would have been super special
0: oh, totally, um I just felt just felt comfortable with her, and I think that's a big thing, like if you need to make an adjustment or you't if the is in front of you and you don't know them, and they're like, Oh, it's meant to be like this, and you feel uncomfortable, or like just being able to say those things is so important um and having an open line of communication but I honestly didn't need to really change anything she was awesome I can't recommend her enough to brides and her stuff is beautiful and her collections just keep getting better and better
2: and so um with that you had the planner organizing your suppliers like how did it um Mm -hmm. work with friends so did she kind of you know she obviously hunted out your supplies and stuff, but did you have much of a say in like the vision of how like you wanted the wedding
0: to look or? It was interesting. You know, I feel like as a bride there's some things that you are really particular about and I feel like you need to make a little list of these things are super important to me. Don't wanna budge on this, this is what I want. And then the things that you don't care about, be like, okay. That's fine then. Like so my husband was like, he really cared about food. I really cared about photos and image, like the the flowers, the way things are gonna look. And so we really kind of worked together with our planner to create those things. I, I remember sending her a lot, a lot of photos. I created some mood boards, a lot of Pinterests. Um, but I was luckily I was lucky enough that my mother in law did take a trip to Spain with me, um, before the wedding and we did a lot of that planning there, just us two. So it was a really nice bonding experience to go with her. Um, a little stressful at times for both of us, but um, me, my mother-in-law and our planner went around to all the venues and did a lot in, um, in four days. We, we pretty much went over everything. So I was able to be there in person to okay, taste test and pick out flowers and do all those details, which is really nice.
3: Yeah, because that would be a pretty challenging part of the process being separated from your space and not being able to just pop in and
0: quickly chat to
3: them add Mm -hmm. a language barrier in there as well and
0: uh, yeah a total
3: blessing to be have had somebody on the ground then
0: yeah 100% 100%
3: and so tell us a little bit about your wedding day set the scene for us what what did you guys do in the morning because it was at a destination were you all
0: together um yeah it's so funny I, I kind of told my husband like oh I mean, everyone has their own superstitions or their own traditions. And I was like, we're not um, sleeping in the same bed the night before the wedding. I'm sorry. Like you you can't see me the morning of the wedding. And then the, the wedding came and we had a welcome party the night before, which was crazy. It went late and we ended up passing out. And then I like, I woke up and I'm like, you need to leave. <laughs> so that was a planned, But um, yeah, so I had all my, um, my bridesmaids, my junior bridesmaids and my mom my mother-in-law my sister and my sister-in-law um come to my room in the morning and because it was summer in Spain in Europe uh the sun went down at like 8 like o'clock so the ceremony was actually at eight o'clock which is insane but it was so light out and I had pretty much all day so I was not a stress bride I was really surprised how relaxed I was um And so we just all got breakfast together. We slowly started scheduling hair and makeup one after the other. And it was just a really nice bonding experience and time of us all together, just hanging out in our suite. Um, Yeah, like opening letters that we wrote to each other, giving gifts and just sharing memories. And I was ready well before the time I needed to be ready. And I was just waiting around. (laughs) So it was definitely a very relaxed day for me um, or the wedding morning for sure. And you had
2: um, how many bridesmaids? Was it four bridesmaids getting ready with you in the morning?
0: Yeah, I had four and then I had two junior bridesmaids. So um, it was my best friend from Adelaide and then my best friend from America and then my sister and my husband's sister. And then the two junior bridesmaids were my husband's cousins. So it was really nice to have like a, like a small intimate bridal party on my end, but uh, my husband did have nine. So (laughs) that was one thing that was one of those things that I was like, do I, do they have to be even, I was like getting really weird about it. And I'm like, you know what? It doesn't matter to me. So like, it's fine. (laughs) That's a minor detail. He needs to have who's special to him. So in the end, I let go of it and didn't mind that we weren't evenly paired four girls and nine guys.
2: too much but how did it go when they were all walking down the aisle was it two guys on each side of
0: (laughs) we did we did do that we did like junior bridesmaids flower girls kind of alone then um two guys with one girl and then the maid of honor and the best man went together so we kind of figured it out like that
3: (laughs) totally worked yeah
0: then you had
2: um ceremony in kind of like the was it like the inside courtyard
0: of the venue yeah so it was kind of interesting how things work um in Spain they do things a little bit differently so the uh, like kind of the schedule of the day was we did the ceremony in like an inside courtyard and then when we did the photos straight after then I guess I'd like a cocktail hour in the same area um in like the hallways surrounding the central courtyard then when they finished cocktail hour finished our photos we went into the dining hall and we did a formal dinner there Uh, there was a band and we sat down had dinner but um normally any other wedding I've been to like that dining hall situation is also the party room like there's a dance floor you're eating and getting up and dancing and that kind of wasn't what the setup was that was like formal dining no space for dancing filled with chairs just room to stand up, cut a cake, have speeches. And then after that was like a separate room that the party um, started and the dancing went on into the night. So uh, yeah, it was definitely cut up into different stages um, and it went quite late.
3: (laughs) Okay. So, and so your wedding day, Mm -hmm. it sounds you know you said you started quite late which you know it, it, again it's one of those things that you don't need to run on a preconceived schedule if you don't want to you've just mm-hmm. got to do something that works for your venue and your space um you know and then that kind of allows like you said a bit of relaxation throughout the day so that there's none of that pent-up anxiety and you can just really enjoy it um or your also- will suppliers that you uh, that you utilize throughout your wedding day we've got a little thing that we always chat to our guests about about their little black book so uh-huh. I just thought we would touch on yeah we would just touch on all your suppliers um if you remember them and give us a little bit of um, who you use now obviously your dress we've touched on Anna Campbell quite a bit yeah. she provide all your
0: accessories as well she did, actually. She was like a one-stop shop for brides. Um, we added a veil uh, from her as well. She has a beautiful collection of veils. Um, and I also did a headpiece and earrings um, that were also from her. So I was pretty much all Anna Campbell, um, yeah, which I loved. And, and I feel like they all flew really well and, and it suited, obviously. They all went together. Um, and my shoes were um, Badgley Mishka, which um, – Funnily enough, I I didn't wear before the wedding and and everyone tells you, wear your shoes around the house, stretch them out. And after the ceremony, I I couldn't walk. I had so many blisters, so I changed shoes into comfortable shoes pretty instantly, but they looked pretty for the moment. So that's what counted, I guess.
3: Pretty for the time. That's
0: it. That's it. And so your hair and makeup? Hair and makeup was um, Phoebe Golding and she actually is a makeup artist that I met in Melbourne. Um, and she was New York based at the time. Now she's based in England, but she does travel for destination weddings and events as well. So it was amazing that I could have somebody that I knew and trusted with my hair and makeup throughout the weekend.
3: Yeah, incredible. And it, that's such a personal choice as well. And one that you can get very right or very wrong. So oh,
0: totally, totally.
3: Um, yeah, who would travel for you and, you know, you trust is really important and so your flowers oh yeah.
0: my goodness so oh. full classic they were beautiful i'm so so lucky that we found this florist her name is Alfabia Flores and she she was amazing that's one thing that um the quotes that i was getting on flowers was just insane and i didn't know what anything costed and um she came back with such a competitive rate and her quality and what she produced was so much better than what everyone else had done anyway. So I'm so lucky that I found her and she's based in Madrid, but she does um, different weddings around Spain and and she was really, really amazing. So I'm so happy that we found her.
3: That's so good.
0: And were you, with your flowers, did you
3: have any specific varieties that you wanted to use or did you kind of tell her that this is your color palette and this is your vibe and your style and, and she just went and did her thing?
0: Yeah. So I went to when I was in Madrid, uh, I went and picked out, um, I went like colors and we took photos. So she knew the colors that I had, the type of flowers. And there were some flowers that I really wanted, but she was like, oh, they're not in season, but I can help you find something similar. So she was really helpful in that regard. And because I was able to go there, we could kind of um, pick out the types of flowers and colors together. That went well and she definitely gave me some advice as well When I was like oh maybe this and she's like oh maybe this would work better with the other thing you picked and I was like oh great um and she also um did uh help provide the rentals for the chairs and some of the tables as well um so she's kind of a one-stop shop in Spain I feel like for weddings and events she was great
3: which I think is really important when you're booking suppliers as well if you can get a lot of different Needs out of them that kind of just mm. alleviates the pressure of somewhere else and having to talk to someone else and
0: you know totally. maintain
3: a different relationship.
0: Yeah. So that's really cool. and so his suit was oh his uh, his suit was from Tom Ford.
3: Okay, beautiful. And all his groomsmen were they in the same? tom Ford or
0: were they, they were friends? no they actually all went to new took a trip to New York um together which was like a nice little boys trip and they got their suits from suit supply and they were all custom made for them as well beautiful and then your girls were in they were in. yeah bridesmaids were in um Vera Wang's bridesmaid collection
3: beautiful and Ooh. your photographer
0: Oh, yes. Can't recommend them enough. So Lyndal and Daniel from Lust and Love Photography um, had been friends and had also worked with them for over six years. And um, they're amazing. And, and they travel for, for weddings. And uh, yeah, I, I didn't even have to worry about telling them what I wanted they just knew exactly what I wanted I love their vibe and they didn't miss a beat with oh don't forget we have to get this photo of this family combination and they made sure everything got done that needed to get done and um and all and so much more and there were so many photos for me to choose from when making my album um also for brides out there they're amazing they do destination weddings and for sure look them up they they're awesome
3: beautiful and your venue so your your ceremony and your reception were held in the same space
0: yep Mm -hmm. yeah everything for the wedding was um the same venue um it's an old monastery that they turned into a hotel and so it's in the countryside of spain and the town's called valladolid and the hotel is called um castilla tamal uh, in the Monasterio de Valbuena. And my Spanish probably sounds horrible, but that's <laughs> uh, how my pronunciation is. But uh, yeah, so it was awesome. Yeah. Beautiful. Sounds and amazing. so did
3: they, they did all your catering, you didn't need to bring anybody in for that?
0: Yeah, so they did um, in-house catering, which was great. So um, yeah, we pre-selected menus with them, and we charted with the hotel in advance. And yeah, we were able to plan everything through them. So we didn't have to bring in any more third vendors. So I really enjoyed keeping it as small as possible with, you're right, how many suppliers and, and things were coming into the same space. Oh, incredible.
3: And then having your family friend on the ground to be able to coordinate that would have helped a lot. Honestly, well, having-
0: I I don't know how we did it because she wasn't like a, a planner with a production team. We, we just had her as a planner and we had two people from the hotel that were able to help set up. So somehow they set up the whole wedding with my mom, my mom's husband, um my parents in law and then they physically were in the morning setting up lighting candles, doing chairs uh like all together like that was really a family effort i we didn't have a production team, and i couldn't believe that they pulled that all off and everything was done in time uh, but I think having the eight p m service really helped with giving them enough time to do things in the daytime and uh yeah, everyone really pulled together, which was amazing <laughs> good
3: fourteen hours to be able to achieve this, oh yeah. <laughs> Lastly, your invitations. Did you guys do being a destination wedding? And, mm-hmm. and with obviously being Australian, did you have invitations themselves? Or did you do a wedding website? How did that work for you guys?
0: Yeah, so I'm like, one of the things that was important to me on my list was having beautiful invitations. And uh, I found an amazing lady, CC New York, who Um, I actually found her on Pinterest and I was like, she's amazing. I didn't even look anywhere else. I emailed her instantly and um, we started a line of communication. I flew to New York to meet her and have a design consultation. And I was so, so happy with what she produced and she was great to work with. So that was a big thing for me, sending out keepsakes and having invitations. Um, So we sent them, we sent them out. And then I also... Did a wedding website because I feel like people just need to be able to check all the details when it's a destination and they're having to plan flights and all these things. So that was really helpful as well.
3: Good. And so your um, the details of your wedding and every moment that you've described going through it. Did you have one that stood out for you as being you know the favorite part of your day?
0: Um, favorite part of my day in the wedding, the wedding day. Oh, um, I don't know. I just feel like it was all just, there wasn't one moment that I was like, this is amazing. I think there were just little moments throughout the whole weekend that I kept catching myself and being like, I'm having so much fun, like live in this moment. And And it happened a few times. Like every time I would be like having fun and have a moment, I'd be like, appreciate this because we had like a total of three days of events and stuff and by the end of it I'm just like I don't want it to end (laughs) so that's one thing was just like savoring the moment and and remembering that this is only going to happen once and so I really felt how special it was um, throughout the whole time. It looks from all your pictures
3: and and what you've described it was like it was an amazing day it was really beautiful and what an experience for all your guests coming (laughs) to yeah coming together and 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 spending it with you
0: yeah it was like one thing I'll never forget is like everybody that was able to get there and make the effort to be there um so special like there's nothing else in the world that I feel like people really make the effort to show up for apart from weddings like that celebration of love like it's so special and like People fly around the world for you for that, so they wouldn't fly around the world for my birthday. So I'm like, this is a really special thing, and it was honestly the best weekend of my life. Um, so I'm so excited to talk about it again and to kind of relive those memories. So thank you. <laughs> and, so,
3: and so, any any words of advice for future brides or even brides looking once, um, you know, everything opens up again and we can mm-hmm. fly and we can visit people again. Yeah. For- any words
0: of advice um yeah two things the first would be like I was saying live in the moment and enjoy everything um and anytime you catch yourself getting stressed about it just be like like if there's anything that goes wrong on the day because there were things that went wrong and I decided look it's out of my control and nothing can be done now so I'm just going to live through it and have the best time and forget about it And that mentality going in being like if a problem arose just that I couldn't fix, like don't even worry about it, really helped. So I didn't have a worry in the world, even though I knew technically some things were like forgotten and missed. And but the overall experience was perfect for me. So don't let anything stress you out. Um, And also in the planning process, just give yourself enough time. Like you're the one that sets a date. So don't set a date that's too soon that you're going to be stressed to get everything done in time. Just give yourself time and enjoy uh, the whole process because it will hopefully only happen once. (laughs) Thank you. You. Thanks for joining
2: us today. It's been amazing listening to you.
0: Oh, thank you guys so much for having me. Honestly, such a pleasure. Thanks so much for listening to this
1: episode of the You and Me podcast. If you're after any of the suppliers mentioned in today's episode, you can head on over to our Instagram page at the You and Me podcast and jump into our episode release where we've tagged all these incredible suppliers featured in this interview. If you're a bride or groom and would like to chat to us about having a wedding featured on the You and Me podcast, you can send us a submission DM to our Instagram page at the You and Me podcast titled Real Couple Submission or message us on Facebook at www.facebook.com forward slash the You and Me podcast. Leaving reviews, rating the episodes, sharing the love with all your loves and subscribing to our podcast really helps us to continue producing the amazing content designed just for you so don't be shy. You can also follow our ordinary lives with Andy over at The Bridal Journey and Laura at Wunderlust Creative. Thanks for joining.